what is even going on in this class? And I'm, I'm being serious. I wanted to go into this as positively as possible. I wanted to, I want to learn, I want to grow, but man, I have no idea what is even going on here anymore. I really don't. And this is hard because I'm the host of this show and I really, I really think I should put over what we're going to be talking about. Because why are you going to keep showing up if I don't think this is interesting? Hey, welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. This is the show where I recap what I'm studying in grad school right now. And right now I'm in a class called Ministry Administration, and I am just scratching my head because I don't think I'm learning anything here. I really don't. And today we're going to talk about this these weird side projects that I have to work on. That's what we're going to be talking about here today on the show is the weird side projects that I have to do. I, I'll probably have to come up with a better title than that. So ministry administration, we've talked about what is administration, which, you know, I can see download numbers and that episode is one of the fewest downloaded episodes of the entire show's run at this point. Uh, but it's actually a really interesting episode. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and check it out because there's a very fascinating word study on the word administration where I conclude that the word administration is actually a religious term. It's actually something that we need to redeem. This is something that is good, that a church needs. Church needs admin Churches need administration. And last week... It was weird. I had to take a spiritual gifts quiz and then write about it. And it's kind of weird to think in seminary I had to take a spiritual gifts quiz and write about it. But it actually led to a lot of great conversations behind the scenes. A number of you listeners dropped into my DMs, texted me, whatever it is, to talk about the subject matter. And uh, even I've even gotten an invitation kind of a stand I have a couple standing invitations with different shows that they want to continue this conversation of spiritual gift quizzes and whatnot. So was it a weird assignment? Yes. But was it yeah, did it lead to good conversation? Yes. And that's, you know, that's part of podcasting. We want more good conversations. More gooder conversations, please. And then there's this week. And I don't like I said in the intro, I I feel like I need to put over what we're going to talk about because you're the listener. You need to have a reason to invest the next 20-ish minutes of your life to this episode. And here I am, the host, saying this is not interesting. I think what's hard, and maybe this is going to come out more in the weeks to come, and maybe things will get better. I'm, I'm blindly optimistic about some of these things, is that... In time, I'm going to start learning something. I really have not felt like I've learned anything yet. I really haven't. You know, the, the studying of the word of administration, okay, fine. Learned a little bit there. Learned how to do research on et etymologies and the root of, the, of this word. So I learned a little bit there. But like these lectures, man, they are just week after week just saying... What to me seems really obvious, I don't know, maybe I am gifted in administration because it just seems like week after week, the lecture basically comes down to think, think, 
use you know use logic you plan think of all the details you know and then i do the usually how this show works is that whatever my forum discussion ends up being that week is typically what ends up being the episode so the last two episodes you can then assume what was my forum assignment this week's forum assignment was plan out a new program basically that was basically what what we were told to do and i didn't want to just sit here and tell you that because i'm not planning this project out so then i looked at the side project so every week there is the forum assignment and then there's this side project the point of this class as a whole is to teach us that you need administration to efficiently and effectively run a church and to do ministry you need administration in order to do ministry fine cool love it at this point i would say this class is more like a ted talk than a seven to eight week course but that is the point of this class so far is to teach us that type of a thing and so part of that is one understanding critical thinking and planning and leadership and blah 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 but also to teach us how to make and design stuff make and design things for various reasons. So week one, I had to make an account with Canva and make a a graphic image and then read a review of a book and then write a review of that review and make a graphic for it. And then last week, I had to make an account with Infograph, I think is what it was called, and Creately. And I had to make... um, I had to make a captivating image to talk about how talk about how um, a thing that is done in administration. So I talked about creating a hiring process, and then I had to make a, a graph about something related to that. So I made a graph about how you do how you come up with someone's salary. That's what I did. Um, And then this week, there's an assignment that is about kind of piggybacking off of the forum post of like introducing a new ministry thing with uh, Canva. No, you have to make a white pages. That's what it is. I have to go back and do it still. You have to make a white pages, which is kind of like a a simplified blog post, a long simplified blog post um, about an area of administration. I'm going to talk about how to bring digital media ministry into the church is what I'm going to do. And I think that's where we're going to spend some time talking about for this episode as well here in a bit. And I, so that's what I'm doing. I'm like learning basic graphic design skills and it it's cool. And I like it, especially Canva. I've started even using Canva to make uh, some posts for the, my seminary life Instagram page. Like it's, it's a cool resource. It, it, you know, allows me to not just post low resolution pictures from my phone on my professional looking podcast page, you know, like I can polish up my podcast. Cool. I like that. But it's also like, so in my small group, there is a girl in our group or a woman. I shouldn't call her a girl. She's older than me. Uh, There's a woman in our group who this is what she does for a living. Graphic design stuff. That's 
what she's always done. She's even worked in our home church before for graphic design projects. And I'm talking about this this past week in our small group. And she's just like cringing so hard. She's like, not everybody needs to be able to do this because not everybody is qualified to do this. And I can agree with that. The nice thing about Canva is that it's very simple and the adjustments that you can make are very easy to do. Creately, I was pulling out my hair trying to do some design changes, but it's simple enough that a guy like me can figure it out. And, you know, you can just spruce up the template ever so slightly, change the wording and it's fine, you know. But not everybody has that type of design skill. And we kind of live in this day of age of content creating where it is apparently assumed that everybody has a creative brain in their head. Maybe that was a little harsh. Everyone has the creative skills to be able to make some multimedia production. And that's just not true. Not everybody has that. Just because the technology is available to us doesn't mean that everybody should be using that technology. One of the reasons why this show my this show does not have a website is because I'm bad at building websites and I get frustrated. That's to be honest. Could I hire somebody? Yes. Will I? No, because I don't have the money for that. Some people are gifted in certain areas and it seems like this class is trying to teach us the skills to do these things and to do them at like a professional level. And I guess it's one thing to like make sure we are to know that we are aware that these things ex- exist. Again, I really like Canva. This is pretty cool. But I don't if I get a church job outside of maybe doing the social media posts myself, I don't see myself being the one doing these types of things. Maybe I'll end up in a small church where these skills will be a little bit more handy because I'll be the only one who knows how to use some of these things or one of the few. But in a, you know, like the church I'm in right now, that's a multi-site church. There's an entire department devoted to this type of like graphic design stuff. I know my friend worked there and I would go to her to design stuff for the youth group. So, I don't know. And this gets into the whole digital media ministry conversation. I think digital media ministry is the next thing in the church world that you need to get on board with. This is similar but different from there in the 90s and early 2000s where churches were starting to shift away from hymns and more from pray to and more to praise music. I think this is going to be like that. Not in the hot button we're going to leave the church over this issue type of thing. I don't foresee that happening unless you're one of those churches that just hates technology all the time. But I see this as the next area because there are some churches 20-something years later that are still trying to catch up and to make that shift from just doing hymns to doing praise music. And they want to, but it's difficult to catch up now. And I think partially because of the pandemic probably sped this thing up a bit. But at this point, a church needs a digital media presence and needs to have a digital media ministry.
And what do I mean by that? This is probably going to end up being that second assignment I still have to do. It's due Monday afternoon, I think. Um, what this will look like is baseline. In my, in my own opinion, and in my travels as a preacher, baseline, a church needs a website, a functional website, a church with a blog section where the pastor can write devotionals, don't have to do it every day, don't even have to do it every week. Just have an area with a written communication of insightful media, insightful content. A church, bare minimum, needs a Facebook, and the Facebook needs to be more than just posting about when there is, you know, uh, you know, a major snowstorm, so church is canceled, or letting everyone know when the next Awana Grand Prix is. Those are good things to have on the Facebook, but you also need things like going live and doing your church service. If there was anything that the pandemic sped up, it is that. The, every church needs to be online, whether it's Facebook Live or going through YouTube, which would be a whole other area that you could start devoting things to. You need to have your service online. And really, similar to content creating, you need to be active on social media virtually every day. There are days where the church is closed, so don't post on those days. But other days during the week, you need to be posting something. Updates are good. Cancellations are good information to post in there. The pastor or somebody on staff could have a once the once a week devotional video that goes up on Facebook. And the reason why I'm camping on Facebook is because chances are, especially if you have an older church, Sorry, everybody, but Facebook is where the older generation is at now for social media. This is not the young man's social media anymore. This is where Gen X, boomers, millennials like me, this is primarily where we're at. You find some exceptions with some Gen Zers on Facebook. Obviously, there's always exceptions. But Facebook is where the older generation is at. So you have to cater to them. Not cater to them. You have to make content that's right relevant and easy for them to get. So again, you get a Canva account and you make a nice post of a Bible verse once a week. Cool. You have a once a month, the pastor or a deacon or an elder is going to go live to have a prayer session on Facebook. You do things like that. So baseline, church has to have a website, a functional website with current relevant information needs to have a blog, should probably have a section where you can easily access sermons, either the link to the YouTube channel or the videos or an RSS feed of the audio something. You have a Facebook regularly posting with the service up on there, preferably as well. Third, a church has to have trying to think what else would i have seen that is a must really really i think you baseline you have to have those two things you have to have a website that's functional and you have to have a facebook baseline anything beyond that is getting more into the conversation of not missing the boat on this you have to have a presence so if you have a youtube channel where your services are going up, I would encourage you to have other things that go up there as well. And the bigger the church, the easier this is going to be for them. If you're a small Northwest Indiana, that's where I'm at, church that 
you know, you're not that savvy and all you can do is put your services up on YouTube, that's fine. If you can, once a month, once a quarter, have like a special event video that goes up, you know, you have a worship service at your church on a Sunday night, you have a Sunday night service, you know, you have a Wednesday night service, put those up there. Get traffic. If you have a youth group, that's where you start getting into the conversation of Instagram. Really, I don't think a church needs... I think a church should have an Instagram in general, especially if you have a youth group. You should probably also have a separate account for the youth group. Twitter is the one that I think is very debatable. (laughs) Twitter is like... You either sink or swim on Twitter is all it comes down to. Yeah, there's super toxic areas of Twitter, which there's super toxic areas of everything. But Twitter is a sink or swim. That's the skippable one in my mind. TikTok is the new area. That's where Gen Z is at. That's where millennials are trying to get cool again at it's a hard area. I've looked a little bit at what ch- other churches. It's u- really like a place for personal accounts. Businesses do have accounts on TikTok, but to me, that is a place where pr- people have profiles. Churches do have it, and basically, all it comes down to is clips of a worship service. If there's events, if there's like an event that day, they'll do like a montage of scenes from the event and maybe a clip of the sermon. That's really all I'm seeing for a church's or a youth group's TikTok page. Do what you will with that. Beyond that, all of this... Now, I I guess I should back up a little bit. A lot of this could sound like, well, aren't you just modernizing for the sake of modernizing? And to some degree, the answer to that question is always yes. To some degree, you have to modernize. You have to stay relevant with the times and leverage new, better media in order to get the gospel out. That's just what you have to do. Do you want the gospel out there? Then you need to look at these different areas where people are at digitally and get the name of Jesus out there. You have to. That's all it comes down to. Now, this past year of doing podcasting, I have learned that there are times where this just really feels like splatter fire. You know, this is like some shotgun approach of we're just going to put the thing out there on all of the platforms, YouTube, Twitch stream, uh, all the social medias, Patreon, website, blog, monthly newsletter, like it, going live, doing all this type of stuff. Like it can definitely feel like splatter fire. Okay. I'm not that type of a person. I'm more of a let's zone in and let's pinpoint exactly where we want the voice to be heard and slowly start to roll things out. That's more of my approach, which we'll talk more about that here in a second. So if the idea of, oh my gosh, my church has one really bad website and a Facebook page, kind of, it's okay. Like, yes, you need to get with the times, but I definitely think that you can do it incrementally still and just be on the lookout for new technology. You know, podcasting is an easy market to get into. A pastor can have a YouTube or can have a podcast. It's really easy. Just go to anchor.fm. 
seriously, free free plug for the ad you already listened to. Just go to anchor.fm. It's so simple. This microphone, a friend of mine bought it for me, but it's like a $40 mic. Like it's it's not that expensive to get into podcasting. I see our time is starting to draw to an end. So this is my rant on digital ministry. Yes, digital ministry is important. You should get into digital ministry. Your church should not miss the boat on this. And there's plenty of great technology out there. But at the same time, think critically about it, bringing this back to ministry administration. Don't just like splatter fire. I'm not I'm not pro splatter fire. I wish I could be because other podcasters that I know that just seems to be the approach is that you just throw it out there and you hope for the best. I would say be intentional, be incremental about it. You know, focus in on one thing. If you got a bad Facebook page, focus on that first. Bare minimum, have your Sunday service, Facebook Live once a week. That's all. That's my advice. Start there and then improve that website. That would be probably right along there. A and B, fix the Facebook, fix the website, and then start rolling out from there. Thanks for listening to this weird episode that had nothing really to do with my class, but you know, it was the stuff that I've been thinking about this week. If you haven't already, please go to Apple, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can rate and review this show, subscribe, whatever. Do those things. I would appreciate it. But just behind this episode on the feed was a special One More Thing featuring Nathan Drake of Reawakened Hymns talking about one of their latest projects, Hymns of Lent. So go check that one out. I had a great time talking to the guy. And coming up in two weeks... It is happening, folks. Friend, pastor, boss, Scott is going to be on the show to talk about professionalism. When you talk about efficiency to effectively carry out a ministry, you can't get away from talking about professionalism in the church. I think that professionalism can easily slide into idolatry, which you can hear all about that in the latest ep- one of the latest episodes of Buddy Walk with Jesus, Rage Against the Machine, where I talked about some of my uh, disappointments with professionalism in the church. But there is a place for it, and Scott is one of the best guys that I know to have this conversation. So I'm looking forward to that. So like I said, two weeks out on that one. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the show at emailseminarylife at gmail.com or follow the show and drop into the DMs on Facebook and Instagram at myseminarylifepod. And one thing that you can email or drop into the DMs about is I posted this past week. Again, I don't really do splatter fire. I pinpoint and I roll out. And I'm trying to this year grow the show. I want to add a new wing to the show. We've talked about it a little bit. And there are so many different things that I could do. I narrowed it down to five of the thousand of different things that I could do. And I want to hear from you. What would you be most interested in? Okay. The post is on Facebook, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you the five right now. Number one is Patreon. You financially support the show and that will equal bonus content for you. Exclusive bonus content, exclusive podcast episodes, videos, and such. Option number two, I'm trying to do this in the same order, is that I get my life together and I will make a podcast website with a blog and a future monthly newsletter that you can subscribe to. 
so you can get written ministry information instead of listening to it. Ooh. Option three, YouTube. There's this whole thing that uh, people enjoy of watching a podcaster talking to their microphone instead of just listening to it. If that's you, that might be the one you want to pick. And obviously, each one of these options would have a unique flavor to it, a unique focus to it. So there would be videos that I would make specifically for YouTube that probably wouldn't translate very well as podcast episodes or as written blog posts. Option number four is this is an educational podcast to some degree. It's a spiritual podcast, but it's an it's a Christian religion podcast, but it's it's an education podcast. So rather than doing an episode where I am reflecting on a subject, I will teach you. So option number four is lectures and workshops. This would be done through any number of things, Facebook Live, Google Classroom, Zoom, possibly even live if like in person, if people want that somehow, I have to figure it out. But this could be like very practical things like me teaching you how to do sermon prep or informational, like I'm going to talk about the life of St. Patrick next set, next March. Okay. So that's option number four. Finally, option number five, subscription-based episodes through Spotify and Anchor. So because I record through Anchor, there's an option t- for me to... It's kind of like the watered-down version of Patreon, where you will subscribe financially to the show and get access to subscriber-only episodes. So this would probably look like once a month, twice a month, there will be exclusive bonus episodes released to just financial backers through... I think it's just through Spotify and Anchor, but I have to do some more research to see if those episodes would be available everywhere and you can subscribe anywhere and get it. I don't know, but that would be, those are the five options. Let me know what you think. Again, email seminarylife at gmail.com or drop into the show's DMs. Let me know. I've heard back from some people and it's interesting the results so far, but we'll see how it goes. All right, that is it for this weird episode. Thanks for hanging in there. Hopefully, if you are on a church staff somewhere, this has given you something to think about this week. And remember, keep on studying. Mm